That's what the New York Giants have to do. This is Tim, this is New York Giants Trade Talk, powered by Online Big Blue LLC. We have the Eagles this Sunday with a potential snowstorm. We want to talk about draft position for the New York Giants, and we also want to talk about what players may, at this point in time, need a good showing on Sunday to help maybe either kickstart their 2024 career or season with the Giants, or maybe just even potentially save a roster spot, or maybe just ha- need to have a good game so they can get invited back t- to play for Big Blue. The draft is the position that everyone's interested in. Currently, right now, we are sitting in the fifth spot at 5-11, and 11, and there's a lot of scenarios that could happen where the Giants could fall anywhere between the number two overall pick all the way down to number eight. There's a lot of equations here. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of moving parts. It can seem confusing at times, but you know what happens when we get confused? What do we do? What do we like to take? What do we like to drink? It's the little green shot. It's the little green bottle. It's magic mind. You know, I love it. I've been, I've been talking about magic mind now, a proud partner of online big blue sports and we've been talking about it and i've been using it now for almost a month it's one of those things that sometimes you need a little boost sometimes you need to get your productivity going and you don't want to sit there and just keep plowing down the coffee because all that does is give you the jitters all that does is give you the shakes and at the end of the day it just disappears so when you need a steady energy level throughout the day what do i take you know what i take it's the magic mind it's the little green ball which i love I take it in the morning. I drink half a cup of coffee now, and I take it, the magic mind, along with my half a cup of coffee. It improves my focus. It makes me more alert. And honestly, I I, I just feel better. I just feel like I have more energy just by taking this little green shot. It works. For me, it works exponentially. We've talked about it before. I've told family members. I've told friends. I'm telling everyone on the show. It helps you replace. Like I said, it helps me replace that coffee. And everyone knows I love coffee and allows me to drink it less, which gives me less stress, less caffeine. And like I said, I feel less anxiety because there's something we always like to talk about in it. It's the matcha, 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 man. It contains way less caffeine. It's one of the ingredients. It's one of those compounds that works together, you know, and it just gives you this focus. It just gives you this energy. And like I said, I stand by this product. I recommend it. I have actually now also started incorporating it into my shakes, my green shake every morning. Uh, so, you know, I come sometimes, sometimes I don't even have coffee. Sometimes I just have my green shake. So right now, if you want to go out and get yourself some magic mind, there's some special stuff going on for January. Get your January rolling right. Go to magicmind.com backsplash Jan NYGST. You can see it also in the comments section. That's magicmind.com backslash Jan NYGST. And you get, if you buy three months, you subscribe to the three month plans, you get one month for free. There's, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing magical about that. It's just awesome. Also, if you don't want to try it for the three month subscription, try using the offer code NYG20 and you'll get a discount on your single 15 product or excuse me, your single product. If you're just going to, if you just want to try it for a month, but I'm going to tell you this, you try it for a month. You're going to kick yourself because you're like, I'm going to have to go back to the website now and do it and get my three, get my three months. So I get my one month for free. So, you know what? Just go out there. Just try it. Get your productivity, get every, get everything rolling. 
and like I said, it's 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 to me, it's something to help you move forward and helps gives you that focus and that energy. Speaking of focus and energy again, we were talking about the draft. There's so many scenarios in this game, and you have the pl- you have certain people that are like, we should tank, we should not tank. And you don't you don't know what you want to do. You really don't. But if we take a look at the draft scenarios right now, the Bears via vis a vis the Panthers are sitting n- number one. They're clinched number one. The Commanders, the Patriots, and the Cardinals. They currently hold two, three, and four. Now they also enter in the week at fourteen. What, what are they? What are they enter? Four and twelve. So a victory by any combination and the Giants and a giant loss could really just shake up the top five. It could just it could just move the top five into a way that we we you know we can get a better opportunity to maybe get a quarterback. Now the problem is we would have to, of course, lose to the Eagles. Now the Giants, who have a weaker schedule than the Commanders and the Panthers and the Cardinals, as well their other fellow five and eleven teams, which was the Chargers and Titans. And now the Jets have the have the worst strength of schedule, but already have six wins, so we don't need to worry about the Jets. So there, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts going on here. The first key scenario is is if we if we lose to the Eagles, we're probably more likely going to stay at five, if not move up, depending on some wins and losses by some other teams. There is just too many moving parts. And of course, right now the Eagles are one and four. In December, but they still need to beat the they still beat the Giants, and, and they need this win. There's going to be no resting the players for the Eagles. There's there's no rest, so they're going to be at full strength. So we got to kind of hope that some things fall into place for the Giants, and we got to kind of keep our fingers crossed that we maintain the minimum of that fifth position. Because if you take a look, I still don't. Th- if you, if you fall it out right now. I don't think the Bears are taking a quarterback, but I think that number one spot's up for grabs. I think the Commanders are going to take a quarterback. I think the Patriots are going to take a quarterback. And I think the Cardinals are not going to take a quarterback because they're, they're, they're basically locked into Kyler Murray. But think about this just for a second. If someone jumps into the Bears spot, and it's not the Giants, you could potentially have a three-quarterback run with the first three picks. That would be devastating to the Giants in reference to long-term viability. Because you want to talk about Daniel Jones, you want to talk about all of what he can and cannot do. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to talk about something he can't do. Stay healthy. He's now has two neck injuries in three years. He's coming off an ACL. We're going into year six. Most, most franchises move on by year two. We're going, we're going into year six with Daniel Jones and expecting something different. We've always talked about it before. We have to decide exactly what Daniel Jones is. Well, here's here, here's the problem I'm having. I kind of know what Daniel Jones is. Daniel Jones is a guy that can't stay on the field, and he's a mediocre quarterback. Most franchises move on from a quarterback after two, three years. No, we're going to go into year six with this guy. That, that, that should scare the bejesus out of anyone. Currently right now, also, Tyrod Taylor has been announced as the starter for the Giants against Philadelphia. It, it makes sense because you know what? You you as Dable, you can no longer sit there and say, well, Tommy DeVito gives us the best opportunity to win. And now there's some rumblings that Tommy DeVito just isn't the guy and that he is he's taking more advantage of the off-field stuff than he is on the opportunities on the field. I'm just telling you what the rumors are. I don't know if they're true. These are the things that have been speculated on. 
So you give the ball to Tyrod Taylor, potentially in a snowstorm. And you look at this and you're kind of like, we need to find the opportunity. We need to find a way. I still want to win because I hate the Eagles. If I could, if I could help wreck the Eagles playoffs a little bit, I'd be happy. But at this point in time, all I'm going to tell you is this. It's going to be a Herculean task for the Giants offense because I think the Eagles are going to come up fired up. And I think the Giants defense are going to be back on their heels a little bit. And I'm curious to see exactly what happens. There's so many players going into this game that we just have a question mark on going into 2024. It's kind of the should they stay or should they go scenario. And the first player that I think of is Saquon Barkley. He's 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 eighty something yards away. What is he? Uh, what is he? Ninety? What is he? Ninety four or eighty four yards away from getting his uh, getting another uh, excuse me getting another thousand yard rushing season in fourteen games. The question is, if you're going to go with a rookie quarterback, are you going to franchise tag him again? I think the answer would be yes, especially if you're going to go with a rookie quarterback. Drop that franchise tag on him as much as possible. Bring him back for 2024. Then I look at one of his backfield mates in Matt Breida. I think Matt Breida's days with the Giants are numbered. I think he's done. He's 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 lost carries to, to the venerable Eric Gray, which is shocking to me. Eric Gray has 14 carries for 29 yards. But I think I don't I think Breida would need a strong showing, but I would don't think it would matter because I think he'd be gone. You look at the likes of Eric Gray. I think Eric Gray is going to definitely get another season, but the problem with Eric Gray is I just don't see it. He can catch the ball out of the backfield a little bit, but that's about it. He's never going to be able to attack the line. He's got five receptions for 13 yards, Eric Gray has. So he's 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 definitely a question mark. And you got to people like Gary Brightwell. Gary, Gary Brightwell and me, he, he needs to figure something out because I don't think he's going to be, I don't think he's another player that I don't think he's going to make it back. And then we look at the Darren Walla Walla Waller. Yeah, there's a cap hit next year for Waller. But do you bring back a tight end who is now further along on the other side of 30? The bad, the bad side of 30. I'm going to tell you this, guys. When you hit 50, there's, there's, there's no good side. <laughs> it's, all, it's all the bad side. Um, but do you really? I mean, he, he never came in. He never filled, uh, f- fulfilled expectations. He's only played in 11 games, the hamstrings. He's always going to have hamstring issues. You look at a guy with 47 receptions for 507 yards and one touchdown. He was, ne- he was never that force that the Giants thought he would be. Is he a cap casualty next year? Is it something we try to trade upon? I don't know. Darius Slayton definitely is going to be back. Darius Slayton's got a two-year contract. So he's, he's one of those guys you look at and be like, yeah, okay, he's, he's coming back. You got Daniel Bellinger. Uh, Daniel Bellinger is Jake Ballard. You know, he, he's, he stays healthy. He's played in all 16 games. He's only has 25 receptions for 255 yards. Uh, he's got, he's only got six receptions for first downs. So, you know, he's one of those guys as well, that if he was lost in the shuffle and we went and drafted another tight end or a couple more tight ends, I'd, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset. Paris Campbell to me is a goner. Paris Campbell never filled any expectations. Isaiah Hodgkins. I, I think Isaiah kind of, I think Isaiah came crashing down to earth after that, uh, and I, we've said this before, especially with certain players, even on bad teams, even on good good teams. If you have a bad uh, if you have a bad position room, such as the wide receiver room, someone's got to make the receptions. Sterling Shepard to me is gone. I mean, he's 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 been a venerable giant, but I don't think there's anything that he could do on Sunday to save his career. I, th- I think he is. I think he is going to have to be moved on from. We're going to get to the offensive line in a minute, but then you worry about the likes of Xavier McKinney. Will Xavier McKinney be back? He should. 
Is he going to command a high salary? Yes. I don't, was there anything that he could do on Sunday? No, because he's already cemented himself. He's, he's played in 16 games. He started every snap, 110 tackles, 76 solo. He is, he's done every, he's done every, he's done everything. Landon Colin esque. Just, he's not going to be up for contention for the uh, defensive player of the year. You know, so you're going to have to look at that. You're going to have to look back at Adore Jackson. Adore Jackson has played well at times, and he's played extremely well in times. Played in 13 games, started 13 games, 56 tackles, 43 solo. He is going to be a target on the free agent market for some players. So I think he's going to be out of the Giants' reach. And again, is he a guy that comes in the Sunday needing to do anything? No, again, he's cemented himself. Isaiah Simmons is the interesting one. He's the wild card. A lot of people talk about how he fits into the system now. Well, the problem is this. If he really fits into the system, what happened if Wink is what happened if Wink is gone and they run a different system? Are you going to sign him then? And you're kind of still not sure whether he's a safety or whether he's a linebacker. He's he's a good he's a good multi-role player. If he came back at a decent contract value, I would definitely say for the Giants to sign him. He's something that he's someone that if he plays exponentially on Sunday, exponentially well, he could probably help some in his spot. Then you got the people like Cordell Flott. Cordell Flott has played well at times. I don't see how great people think he's been playing because he really hasn't. It's the same thing with Dane Belton. Dane Belton had two gifted INTs and he was in the right position for a fumble, but he also gave up basically. He was also gave up or helped or helped give up three touchdowns. Look at that big run. Who's the trailer on the play and two big pass plays as well. He does the same thing. He drives you crazy. He's been doing that since last year when he got benched in the Texans game and we didn't see him forever. He's someone that needs to get on the field and, and show something else. Show he is more than a one-game wonder. Same with Nick McLeod. I think Nick McLeod has to do the same type of situation. Poor Trey Hawkins has just fallen off the planet. Trey will be back. He's young. He's a, he's a draft pick, so he's going to definitely come back. Darnay Holmes, I think, no matter what he does, he's, he's, he's a goner. Same with the likes of Carter Coffin. I think Carter Coffin has finally worn out his, 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 his run with the Giants. I think Jihadi Ward's going to be gone as well, to be honest. I think he. I think it's time to move on from him. He has his moments. He has his spurts, but they're way few far and in between. There's going to be an upheaval at times on that defensive line and, and the linebacking core for the Giants. So it's one of those scenarios you have to look at. But I do think that people like, like Belton, McLeod, Flott, Darney Holmes, you're, you're going to have to, you know, you want to get, you want to get another look at them in this last game of the season. And maybe that does help cement their position a little bit. The offensive line is just garbage. If we got rid of everyone except for Neil and Thomas and JMS, I wouldn't be upset. But again, we have, we have to start for ground zero. And the problem is this, and we've talked about this before. Joe Shane's still got cap problems. We've talked about this. Yeah, he's going to have maybe $60 million in cap space, but he's only going to have like 36 players under contract. And that's only with the rule of 51. And the cap is not going up as much as people thought. So that's even going to make it more difficult. But at the end of the game, this is this is it, guys. Shocking that we've gone this far into the season. We finally we we, we we've come to the end. We we we've come to the we at last the time is here. So now I face my final curtains. A lot of players, like I said, a lot of these players are not going to be back next year. I do see a roster upheaval. For the New York Giants, I, I don't I don't see a complete breakdown, but this is truly now the year three of the rebuild. Technically, you could say we're at year two. 
But right now, this is year three of the rebuild. We have to see what Joe Shane does. We got to see what happens with Brian Dable. There's a lot of questions going on this offseason, so make sure you stay tuned for all the videos. And again, as always, this is Tim. This is New York Jack Straight Talk. And don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to ring that bell if you want to know why. That'd be awesome.